dang. Mysteries Inc. Mysteries Inc. Mysteries Inc. <laughs> <laughs> History, mystery, conspiracies, and sometimes creatures. To Mysteries Inc. Where we talk about histories, mysteries, conspiracies, and creatures. I am Spring and this is Joe. And we are here with two more stories slash creatures, or we don't even know because we don't even tell each yeah. other before we even do this. Complete so. surprise. <laughs> so we always start this with uh rock, paper, scissors to see who's gonna go first. So All right, so ready to go. Rock, rock paper, scissors, scissors shoot. shoot. Oh, oh I yeah. win. I'm going first. All right. I have labeled mine the voodoo cover-up because it kind of feels like this is mainly just a cover-up for somebody being pretty snarky. Um, the person's name is Mademoiselle Charlotte. She is a Haitian voodoo loa, a defied spirit all right, okay. of the dead. Mademoiselle Charlotte began manifesting after a colonist started or after the colonists started arriving on the island of Haiti. She arrived with another spirit called Dinclinson who uh, people didn't mind Mademoiselle Charlotte because she wasn't too bad, but, like, Din Clinson was really mean because he was a cruel white colonial slave owner with a terrible temper. Now, the thing is, is Loas actually are, they possess, the, they possess or mount horses or humans. They call them us humans or horses because they mount the horses because we are just vessels for these spirits. Yeah, we're, we're livestock. So... Mademoiselle Charlotte and Dinklinson are both spirits. And so Dinklinson is a white uh, slave owner with a cruel temper. And Mademoiselle Charlotte is a, a Europe, European French white woman. And she will uh, take people regardless of their gender. So you could be a black male who will all of a sudden start acting like a refined you know, French, white, French. yes, yeah. woman, all right? And you'll even speak flawless French. Not not Creole, but flawless French, all right? And um, you normally don't see her show up too much because she's kind of lazy. And so it's kind of like, she. it's a rare sighting for Mademoiselle Charlotte. Okay. Now, where is this all taking place again? This happens in Haiti, but okay. voodoo did come to America also. So there is some bits about it in New Orleans. And um, the thing is, I've also found more recent because I guess she hasn't gone away and she might have changed her tastes because she is huh. sometimes described as a young, beautifully dressed white woman wearing a silk kerchief, dark sunglasses, white gloves, and an immaculately coughed with a 1950s hairstyle driving a pink Cadillac around quiet neighborhoods of Port-au-Prince and uh, the Haitian countryside. Yeah. So yeah. it started off colonial times, so, and it, she's still changing. Like, I guess I'm, sometimes she is seen in her like original form. No, she it's... possesses people so, and describes herself, and like so the possessed will then talk to okay. her. Okay, and so lately she's been 
seen like like she yeah. represents herself as that. Okay. And I don't know how she gets a car, but you know, just just go along with it, okay? Does she like take someone for a while? Well, it is believed that because she is not of African descent, that they merely they rarely make appearances at rituals. So I personally kind of feel like Mademoiselle Charlotte was one time there was a pretty sassy slave who was making fun of the you know the owner's wife and she was like oh, you did do as you did do and when caught was like pretend oh no oh no she's possessed she wasn't making fun of you mistress she was possessed she was possessed that's what I think is fine kind of funny because huh. it says that she's pretty picky about who she helps and how much she will help because she is beautiful and refined and she appears equally spoiled jealous and lazy. That sounds like somebody's making fun of the owners yeah. without getting away with, you know, without getting I mean, in trouble for it. Haiti, like, the a lot of the Haiti stuff, like, voodoo, for lack of a better word, I, I'm not super familiar, but, like, they take that pretty seriously. Yes, and so, they do. like, it's kind I imagine it's similar to how someone speaks in tongues in, yes. in Christianity, where it's, like, it takes you over, and you've just heard this character so many times that you're like I am now she (laughs) (laughs) well um it she's often compared to a voodoo goddess called from the family called Urzuli now both Loas are known for their beauty grace and eloquence along with similar tastes in offerings of sweet cakes flowers perfumes and sweetened drinks they differ in behavior though because the Urzulis are prone to outbursts of bad tempers and crying fits the fits are due to her belief that she will never get her heart's desires. So the comparison um, to Azulis made me curious as to who and like what are Azulis. Well, I found that they're actually a family of Loa that are associated with water, femininity, and feminine bodies. They only possess the bodies of women or very effeminate men. And she likes to play games with men and women alike, flirting with them, trying to seduce them. And there's, like, two main families. And it kind of, like, goes into, like, how um, there's the Greek uh, and and uh, Roman gods and goddesses. Like how the there's pantheon. Yes, they yeah. have different, like, subgroups that end up, like, being involved with things. Well, this is kind of, like, mixed with Christianity. Okay. Because they have um, Lady Azuli, uh, who is the vain and flirty goddess of love. And her horses, or hosts tend to cry tears of longing and regret. And she is normally synchronized or kind of equal out to Our Lady of Sorrows or the Virgin Mary. Okay. Um, she's an a- Haitian African spirit of love, beauty, jewelry, dancing, luxury, flowers. And she has three wedding rings that she wears because she has three husbands. <laughs> her symbol is a heart and her colors are pink, blue, white, and gold. And her favorite sacrifices include jewelry, perfume, sweet cakes, and liqueurs. On the other hand, she's very jealous, spoiled, and lazy. So I don't know why you would bring her around. I mean, she just sounds like she'd be trouble. There's, like, Azuli the Blessed, who protects children from harm. And then there's Grandma Azuli, who is wisdom and grandmother kindness. She's associated with Saint Anne and also the Virgin Mary, too. Because apparently the Virgin Mary is just that awesome. She's in everything. Yeah, I have heard that about a lot of the those... Puerto Rican and like kind of Caribbean religions getting mixed heavily with Christianity and it's similar to like the uh, kind of the odd like 
Mexican ones? The, the... Yeah, well, and I'm kind of getting into that because uh... there's uh, T. Gene Petro. I think that's how his name is pronounced. It's, um, he is, uh, da, 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 I'm trying to see who he, because I have him in here as there is the Azuli of wrongs and she protects women and children, but she's also kind of seen as the Black Virgin Mary. And T. Jean Petro, and it's kind of like T.I. and then Jean, J-E-A, so it could be Jean Petro, um, he is manifest as a one-legged dwarf. And she's the Black Virgin Mary, and she's normally seen, like, holding on to him and protecting him. Weird. I know, and, and there's a few other ones that, it's just kind of weird, because there's, like, there's the suckler who deals with the pain of childbirth and protecting babies, and her horses will be in fetal position or birthing position and cry tears. It's weird. Um, so do they, you said they don't? Like portrait are these? They're not really. They don't appear at, at ceremonies a lot. When are when are well, they? Well, they have rituals. Like these ones are the ones that they ha are lumping together. Mademoiselle Charlotte and um, Din Clinton. Those okay. guys are now in that family of Loa. When they so when they put on rituals, they'll try to summon certain uh, spirits. Okay. And I I've been re I I gotta look deeper into it because I'm trying to figure out what they're trying to gain. By summoning them, but I just know that I—it's just kind of like with rituals. They gotta offer. There's offerings, and a lot of times it's just try to get the spirit to possess. And then once the spirit possesses, they kind of do things and give blessings and and stuff like that. And then, and then their yeah, and then they um then they release the host, and then the host you know they have to offer themselves to the ritual to be possessed by the defied spirit. I just thought this one was kind of funny because she's a newer one and it kind of almost feels like she's a little on the on the whole like, oh shit, I just got busted. I better think quick on how to get out of this shit because, uh, oh, she doesn't come around very often. No, 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 no. I can't summon her again. She's very rare, you know? And, and yeah, but, but uh, you know, she's there. She's there. I wasn't making fun of you. She was there. <laughs> Interesting. All right. Now it's up to you, Mr. Joe. All right, so we're going to travel from Haiti to uh, the Northern Isles of Scotland. Ooh, <clears throat> beautiful. Today we're going to talk about the, the Nukalevi. Uh, and so what? it's from, yeah, <laughs> this is this one's pretty weird. Uh, it's <laughs> from Orcadian mythology, and Orcadian is, is an ethnic group native to uh, the Orkney Islands, which is just north of mainland Scotland. Okay, um, okay. And so kind of reaching a little bit ways out towards Norway, so there's actually okay. there's some Norse uh, influences and everything going on. Okay, that, that okay, I'm following. He is a large, skinless being that is both man and horse, and he's he wow. comes from the sea every winter and, and sticks around throughout the winter. His name <laughs> translates to the devil of the sea, and this thing, like, I have should show you some pictures. Is like, it kind of like a centaur where it's like human on the top and horse on the bottom or is it just some other weird kind of like it's so instead of like a centaur it's got both heads. And so what? Yeah. <laughs> so it's a large skinless rider. The the legs of the rider kind of disappear into the horse. Oh, okay, okay. So this just they're yeah, okay, okay. They're like a large fused being that's skinless. And uh, the rider has a head that's too large for its body that just kind of lolls around <laughs> oh and everything. 
times that are too long. So it's like a big, dead body in the fingers. ocean, and they just didn't know what the fuck it was, and they were just like, oh. No, because this thing comes to land, because they don't actually know what it looks like in the sea, they say. So it kind of implies that it changes form as it comes out. Okay. Um, Into this, like, blobby, skinless creature with a big head. It's, it's <laughs> huge horse, this huge, like, skinless rider. It sounds terrifying. <laughs> and, like, their eyes are glowing. Well, of uh, course. His, these hand, his big arms like almost touch the ground, and it's bigger than a normal human and horse, so it's terrifying. What? Uh, the horse has like flippers on its feet because you know it comes from the sea. <laughs> now I'm imagining uh, like a seal. <laughs> well, it gets a little better there because the horse has one big eye that is said to look like the eye of a whale, oh my God. and his his mouth, the horse's mouth, is this just is a like bloated corpse the horse's in the, water. the horse's mouth is just hanging open and like a noxious gas comes out and kills <laughs> kills crops and shit like that together, was a they're just, they're drunk, huge that was the town drunk trying to scare the kids away from the water <laughs> like don't go over there maybe i mean there's a Holy lot of shit. there's a lot of horses in uh scottish and and norse mythology like oh odin has his special like eight footed like i forget eight or seven footed rainbow horse yeah, uh, yeah and then there's the the uh god of the underworld hell yeah as hell in some places yeah so she's got like a three-legged horse it's you know and then there's I the kelpie it. in scotland yeah yeah the other horse, another yeah. water horse yeah and then also there's there's also a, a nuggle which is another water horse <laughs> oh my or also known as like the shoop Shoopitably, something like that. I don't know. <laughs> they were saying it in a Scottish accent. It was hard. Um, my goodness. I think those ones were. Oh, it's like yeah. My Little Pony takes a yeah, darker turn. <laughs> skinless My My Little Pony, but my giant skinless rider. I would yes. highly recommend people to Google an image of that because that is a hard thing to wrap your mind around. Holy uh, crapola! You should see an image of it then. <laughs> Because, like, uh, it, it sounds scary, and yet, like, something that people... Nowadays, you know how they have, like, Siren Head and, um, what is the other thing? Uh, Slenderman and all those weird, like, kind of creatures that are very, very sci-fi, fantastical, titan-like. That's what this kind of sounds like. Or even from thing, something from, like, uh, Scary Stories to Tell at Night. Right. Well, this is scary stories on the Scottish Isle. Uh, so there's. I like that picture. That one's kind of fun. Wow. Okay. So I see a gigantic arm, a huge horse head with a shining light. He's got hor- like feet and just some weird. Face. Oh my gosh, it's a giant. Oh my! If you look down below, I was gonna say, oh my god, it gets brutal because there's like. It's all sinewy muscles and long arms. Oh yeah, we're gonna we're gonna kind of get to that. I so, would have Nuckalevy, and it sounds it sounds just like, like yeah, how I said it. Nuckalevy, uh, yeah, it's terrifying actually. <laughs> like I started seeing pictures, and it's like, oh god, it's gonna haunt my dreams. It was like actually, you know, popular in the the nineteenth century. I'm sure it was a bit before that as well. But, but like, uh, how brutal. I could imagine one... some ruler, like, skinning a man and a horse, tying them together and sending them off. Like, I could imagine some kind of, like, you know, back then they were pretty brutal. Like, that yeah. could be... Ugh. I think just the imagination of, of people on a, a on desolate islands. I mean, beautiful, but, like, yeah, probably pretty great for a lot. <laughs> uh, 
So one 19th century text describes it as, the whole surface of the monster appeared like raw and living flesh from, the, from which the skin had been stripped. You could see the black blood in its veins and the very movement of his muscles. Uh, all right, nightmare fuel right there. Right, he's just, <laughs> there's nothing good about it. I mean, he's a, just a malevolent being of complete terror. He said to kill humans, mutilate livestock, and brings pestilence and plague. Uh, and another 19th century text describes him as the most cruel and malignant of all uncanny beings that trouble mankind, which leads me to believe that this, and it was like an academic journal, considered him real. <laughs> uh, like he basically like, so he, he, during the summer months, he's kept at bay in the ocean, but when he comes out, he, he haunts the, the beach and the cliffs, uh, and uh, that's pretty unfortunate when you're on islands. So. Yeah, <laughs> there's like, a lot of a lot of beaches and cliffs. <laughs> I, I, I'm having a hard time wrapping my mind around this one because it's like normally like there's always some kind of like reasoning behind some of these creatures. You know, it's like some kind of warning to scare kids about stuff or to like you yeah. know like based off of an actual creature that maybe they saw out of the corner of their eye that they didn't quite explain. But this just seems like it was invented just to scare the shit out of people like what that's I, it what i th- yeah exactly and what i think it really comes down to is that it was meant to kind of keep kids away from playing on the cliffs and the ocean in the, the, the winter don't do the it and uh, oh my god that is like that is perfect though like how the hell do i scare like the kids are gonna want to go by the cliffs it's slippery and icy i've told them not to do it a million times they're not fucking listening you know what? Eventually, <laughs> that horseless, horseless rider. Is rider. Get you. <laughs> they also tend to like blame supernatural things for their their problems. True, and that's kind of what this comes down to, as we'll we'll kind of get to. Um, so during the winter months, or during the whole summer, and and all, uh, this mither, it's the the mother of the sea. Okay, she's fighting uh, with this dude. What is his name? Taran. Okay. Um, they're fighting all through the winter, and kind of by by late fall, she's beat. And so she gives up, and she has to retreat. Okay. Well, and that's when winter kind of takes over, and the seas get kind of crazier, mm-hmm. and uh, that Terran guy's just, you know, messing shit up. And that's when the Nuklevi has a chance to come to land. So he'll come and mess with your stuff. It's kind of what, again, it's kind of blaming things on him. During the winter, animals die a lot, a little, you know. Yeah, yeah. Animals. It had to have been the Nuklevi. When your crops are kind of finishing, so crop failures are blamed on him. Um, So terrifying to run into this guy on the beach. But if you do, it said that he can't stand fresh water. Okay. So So spit on him in one (laughs) story. In one story, this dude, I think Thomas or something, I don't remember, but he's running and he runs along the side of the lock. Okay. Because he runs in from the beach and he's, he's scared. And ends up splashing him, the, the beast, with or whatever guy, with some fresh water and it like recoils. And so he sees this and he thinks to himself, he doesn't like this water. Okay. So he runs and jumps over a stream, gets away. So that's what you got to do if you ever chased by a. Get to a stream a and jump over. A big skinless it. horse or just find some <laughs> fresh water and throw it at him. Spit at him! <laughs> now this is kind of where it comes back to blaming finding something you can blame okay blame things on I love doing that so one thing that said 
to anger him and invoke his wrath was the burning of kelp. And so back then... I didn't know that was a thing. Back then, uh, burning kelp was actually a really big industry on the the Scottish Isles, the Orkney Islands. Uh, It produced ash rich in soda and potash. Okay, Uh, okay. It was value for the soap industry and the glass industry. Yeah. Uh, And so they think that this industry kind of affected crops. The smoke had just kind of this heavy, acrid smoke that would just kind of blanket the land. Yeah. And was said to actually destroy some crops, but they didn't know this, so they blamed no. it on a big skinless horse's <laughs> rider. That makes more sense. Horse rider. <laughs> These uh, guys are making money. This thing has got to be supernatural. Yeah. And it, it, there was this huge, because kind of linking it to, to uh, horses as well, it was responsible for this really large horse die off called the Mordachine. Just half the horse. I think it was a third of the uh, horses on oh. the island all died. Well, there's gotta be. Yeah, there has to be a supernatural reason for horses dying off. It can't be like a disease or anything like that, like bubonic plague shit. No, it was the horse. Or the God, this horse. makes a lot more sense. I'm going to start scapegoating more in my life. <laughs> it was a skinless squirrel <laughs> that made me crash. <laughs> Not the tequila. Oh dear lord. Do not approve. <laughs> Just uh You've impressed disclaimer. me with the brutalness of this, mister. Like, this is this is pretty intense. It looks like something that would be on, like, uh, um, Iron Maiden album or something like right. that. It does. <laughs> well, it's inspired a lot of, like, current art. Uh, I can see that. There was, um, weirdly, there's something I didn't include in my final notes for this, but I, I kind of want to build a, or, like, do a... Uh, an episode just on this, but there's some weird, like, online community that... Of course. That, <laughs> all these monsters have, has, like, a CPC number. For, I think that's what that's called. I forget. But it's, like, uh, this is included. And it's not, like, a D&D monster manual thing. Yeah. It's just people make up all these oh, yeah, really like... intense stories about, like, escaping them. And I, for a second, I mistook one of, a story about this I was like, oh my gosh, someone claims they saw one during World War Two. It was huge. <laughs> and just, oh no, it's one of these things. Yeah, and I keep running pastas. into them. Kind of. I keep running into them. And it's like, oh man. So it's like one of these days I'm going to just like do an episode kind of on that weird phenomenon. Well, I think it kind of falls into like a lot of kids are getting into things like Siren Head and um, there's a few other like Slenderman and there's a few other like kind of weird like Titan-like kind of uh, doomsday kind of creatures. And Just kids weird, are... Modern... Longhorse? Have you ever heard of Longhorse? No. Oh my gosh, so that's going to be another episode. But <laughs> there is a lot Have of... Have you ever heard of the Backrooms? It's like... So, not well, those Backrooms. It's another one of those, uh, <laughs> like a modern... Uh myth kind of thing or you know urban no i just hang out with emo middle schoolers you accidentally you (laughs) you accidentally like go through a wall or something and you're stuck in this whole world that looks like empty off like weird dingy office space Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's terrifying terrifying yeah you can go down a rabbit hole with these i watch (laughs) i watch the office and think that pam wasn't wasn't smart to leave her her receptionist job. I was like, how hard is that? That shouldn't be too bad. Especially she was paid a decent price to answer the phone and make copies. I could do that shit. I used to be a fucking factory worker. I could sit at a desk and dress nice and answer the phone. Hello, uh, welcome to Denver right. I remember when I worked in the chocolate factory, all of 
was covered in chocolate would like look at the office people and be like, you've got it easy. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. No, office, I mean, honestly, now that I sit on my ass for a job, I, uh, like, I just have, I have foot pain. It's like, <laughs> come on. <sighs> you gotta oh. find time to actually walk. Well, if you better get your ass moving, otherwise Knuckle Levy is gonna come after you. <laughs> get your note. shit done. <laughs> right, that is the new. <clears throat> that's what we need is a new urban legend to see so get your work done. All if, right. you don't, if you don't get your work done, you're gonna fall into the back rooms. If we find one, we'll tell you all about it, so you can be scared. <clears throat> oh, make one up. <laughs> or, or yeah, yeah. That's how modern, like, you know, urban legends have to start. Well. We'll put one on that weird site. Yeah, as a community, we will work on this. We will work on this as a community. (laughs) Yes. Well, thanks for joining us this week. Uh, As always, have yourself a good one. We will see you next time. Yeah, bye, everyone. For any questions or comments, you can find us at Mysteries, Inc. on Instagram. Thank you.